This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hey there, everyone. Thanks for joining me for another installment of Diagnosing the Aftermarket A to Z. I'm Matt Fonslow, and I got to level with you. I'm worried I'm setting myself up with a dangerous uh, precedent that coming up with different uh, ideas, different ways, or maybe better yet, different resources to which we could and maybe should find lessons to become better at what we do, be it providing a positive service experience to our clients or fixing a vehicle, whatnot. So I already have quite a few out just with this podcast. I have a couple with the CARM, with the Remarkable Results Radio podcast. I've done a couple, namely the Professional Wrestling and Kobayashi Maru from the Star Trek universe. Today I have one on uh, what I think we could learn from Pistol Pete Maravich. Just a quick background, why this popped in my head has to be because of Thanksgiving. Not so much the holiday, but I was at my mom and dad's sitting in the living room and it just kind of reminded me of this one year. Most of the family was sitting in the living room watching TV and conversing, of course, but there was a a kind of a big time college basketball game coming up and we were interested in watching this. But leading up to the game, they had a documentary about Pete Maravich and I was aware of him. So, you know, maybe, maybe TMI, I don't know, but I grew up, I would say from, oh man, second grade on uh, a huge basketball fan. Honest to God, it started out with uh, the Harlem Globetrotters watching wild, Wide World of Sports, if any of you remember that. We had like, you know, six channels and the remote control for the TV was me and my sister. No BS. You know, I ate, slept, dreamt basketball for a long time and Harlem Globetrotters got me going. I really remember seeing the Villanova with the coach Raleigh Massimino making their run for the uh, Final Four and eventually the championship where they beat Patrick Ewing, led Georgetown Hoyas, which should not have happened, but they did it. They won. And I just remembered not planning to watch them, but, you know, Saturday, mid late morning, early afternoons, turn on the TV and they would be playing. And then if they, you know, they would win and Raleigh was the head coach of uh, Villanova giving everybody hugs as assistant coaches, players, whatever. And, you know, I was still fairly young and really just that would motivate me to pick up a basketball and go outside and pretend I was these players. And anyways, back to this Thanksgiving leading up to this college basketball game documentary, Pistol Pete Maravich. And, just to kind of give you an idea, his playing days were really from the mid 60s up through late, we'll just say the late 70s. He may have technically played on the 80 81 Celtics, if I remember right. Probably should look it up, but it's really not that important. His heyday was the 60s and the 70s. And if you're following basketball or really to 
make any of this matter. He holds records in college basketball that will probably never be broken. He scored the most points in a career, over 3,000, as well as has the highest uh, scoring average of any player ever for a career. Now, mind you, that career scoring, not that, not just the average, but the actual scoring, that 3,000 number, he did that in three years because he played back in the day where freshmen were not allowed to play on the varsity. He also played where there was no shot clock and there was no three-point line. And that guy put up 44 to 44 and a half points per game. That's insane. It's insane. And I think uh, a future college coach for LSU, Dale Brown, kind of watched uh, tape as well as went through the games. So, you know, before stuff was really recorded on TV tape and stuff, they would mark down, not unlike if you've ever been to a baseball game and you had one of those uh, sheets to fill out for the keeping score and whatnot. Not unlike that. So, you know, Maravich from 15 feet, Maravich from 25 feet, stuff like that. And kind of using that as a guide, they figured he'd average another almost eight points a game. So just a scoring machine. And what you would find out if you just researched a little bit about Maravich was he was a prodigy, but not necessarily because of natural talent. So if we really take into account, you know, his natural skill, it other, you know, he had, he was six foot five. So that helped, especially back then. Cause that would have been a pretty good size guard but nowadays, you know, not so much. We got seven footers playing point guard. So at 6'5", that was really his biggest natural talent, if you will. So, you know, you can't coach height, and he had some height. Other than that, he wasn't particularly, you know, super athletic. He wasn't, you know, he didn't jump out of the gym. He wasn't blindingly fast, anything like that. What you come to find out is from middle school to high school and then college, of course, he loved the game of basketball, probably spurned by his father, who was heavily involved in his uh, career, at least up to the college level, where his dad was the coach, his coach at LSU. But he practiced and practiced literally all day, hours and hours. And he made up these drills. So it wasn't like practicing shooting and free throws and you know, reminder again, there's no three-pointer. So it's not like he's practicing three-pointers. He came up with these dribbling drills. He came up with these drills to strengthen his hands, you know, squeezing the basketball, dribbling drills, dribbling, dribbling, dribbling. All these, I mean, they're pretty insane what he would do. And this is what he would spend his days doing. He had a key to the gym or he would uh, dribble down to the park if it was, you know, winter and there was snow on the ground. Not that he always lived in anywhere that really had a lot of snow, but, you know, he'd be out there shoveling the court off and he's out there practicing, 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 practicing. And he developed a style that, if again, if you get bored, go on YouTube, look the guy up, watch his highlights. He was ahead of his time. He was doing things back in the 60s 
and early 70s that they're doing now and still wowed about and maybe giving some players a little more credit than they deserve for doing them because Pete was doing them back in the day. Crazy shots, long distance, you know, maybe not Steph Curry distance, but, you know, and or at least that often, you know, Steph launches them regularly, regularly during a game. Pistol would launch them less frequently, but still hit. And again, he didn't get a three-pointer out of the deal. He was shooting these 20-plus footers for two points. So where I'm kind of going with all this, not to drag it out too much, is you have somebody who is dedicated. In this case, it's to the game of basketball. And he spends a lot of time studying, training, working out, challenging himself to get better and better and better. And in this, you know, in his case, of course, it worked out where he was one of the better players, absolutely, in college. The NBA, he led the NBA in scoring uh, a year. He is second or third many years, also handing out, you know, top 10, top five assists. So this guy, who you could say without any like crazy unnatural skill. So it's not like he's, you know, LeBron James. It's not like he's Michael Jordan, where in some cases they're almost these physical freaks. Giannis with the Milwaukee Bucks. Just these physical freaks of nature. Shaquille O'Neal, like they were probably going to be good if they didn't practice that much. But they do. That's not to discredit them at all. They do work out uh, very hard and train very hard. But Pete didn't have those type of things going for him. And he ended up being one of the greatest. I am. I know he was in the top 50 when the NBA did a list of the top 50 players. He was on that list. And if you do more research, you'll find many, many players you know, from the 80s, 90s, that would, they grew up watching him and grew up, you know, going outside trying to be like Pete Maravich. An aside almost, maybe looping it back to how I started, when Pete was done with college, he had a choice to make. Was he going to go play for the NBA or, no, no kidding, was he going to go play for the Harlem Globetrotters? He would have been the first white Globetrotter ever. And, uh, you know, he went with the NBA. I don't think he actually made more money with the NBA than he would have with the Globetrotters, but he had that choice. That's the type of player he was. That was the kind of mastery he had with dribbling and passing. His passing, you know, what we're used to maybe seeing Magic and Larry do it and uh, Jason Kidd, but. You know, Pete was doing that long before them, behind the back, these crazy scoop passes, full court scoop passes. So he threw the ball underhanded, full court, you know, balls on, literally, and crazy shots. It's fun. It's really fun to listen to uh, players talk about playing him, playing with him. Dr. J playing, trying to play horse with him. Long story short, Hard work can pay off. 
you know, they say practice makes perfect, but it's really perfect practice makes perfect. So there's reward in, you know, becoming passionate about what you're doing, be that working on cars, what, whatever area of repair you're doing, being passionate about it, caring about it, studying, studying, analyzing, not just the car, but analyzing yourself. This is probably a good spot to talk about the journaling. So if you go to Remarkable Results Radio Podcast and find podcast I did with Carm about journaling and use the journaling as a way to analyze what you're doing, regardless of your your station, if you will. You, you know, are you an apprentice level? Are you a journeyman level? Are you a master level? Like it wouldn't hurt you to take notes and study that and, and jotting down your ideas and criticisms. You know, and I'm not saying to be harsh on yourself, but just replay the process. What process did I take with this vehicle? And maybe not writing it down, you know, maybe start a Google Docs, take some notes. It's searchable for later. You know, if you run into this crazy issue again, you don't remember exact details, but you do remember situation, you know, that was very similar or a scenario that's very familiar to you, but you don't know the details. You could search this. Analyzing your process, analyzing whether it's your thought process or the, your, your approach. And again, this isn't limited to diagnostics at all. This is very much even the mechanical end. Did I really need to take this apart? You know, I followed the R&R procedure step by step, but I found out like I really didn't need to remove this. I didn't need to take this all the way out. I could have set this one aside. I didn't have to unplug this. I didn't have to evacuate the AC system, something of that nature. The fact of writing it down or typing it somewhere might be enough to ingrain it in your brain and I mean, that's another way to get better and better. You know, if you got 1% better every day, right? You'd be, by, if you did that for a whole year, you're almost four times better. That's a big deal. That's a good goal. Uh, and you can do it. Pistol Pete, I think, gives you the, the latitude to consider that maybe you don't consider yourself the smartest or the best you have enough talent, you have enough natural skill to get to be the best or get to be really, really, really good. You know, nobody would say Pistol Pete was the best player ever. Maybe, maybe college player, maybe. But in the pros, I don't think anyone's arguing he was the best to ever play it. You know, not even the best guard. Top 50, that ain't bad. I'm not positive if he's on the top's 75 that they recently released, I should go look. But it's it's not really important. It's not where I'm going with this. The, the important thing is that hard work, that attention to detail, the focus on, you know, not just hard work, you know, the, the, the blood, sweat, and tears by itself isn't enough, but having it in the right direction, having it focused in the right area, that, that is could be very, very rewarding, not just instantly, but over time. 
and and building up that skill set, building building up those you know efficiencies and accuracies by pointing out to yourself the the inaccuracies, the mistakes, uh, and finding ways to train yourself better. So you know, like I was saying, Pistol Pete had all these different dribbling drills that he created himself. You could either create training for yourself, but probably more importantly is finding the training that you need to address the weak spots. I think the journaling could help with that. I really do. You know, that's no sales pitch. I really think that is a way to help you focus your attention on what your weak spots are. And then where can I get the resources to improve that? Uh, So I hope you found this very helpful. I know it's a little bit out there. And especially if you're not into sports or basketball by itself. But I really would urge you to just check out a few YouTube videos. Pistol Pete Maravich, watch him in college, watch him in the pros, see the highlights. And then if you can, see if you can find some more that are a little more biographical, looking at how he became what he is or was. He passed away, unfortunately, quite a few years ago, I think mid-90s. And he was only in his, I don't think he was 50 years old yet. But if you spend a little bit of time looking at what what that guy did to become as good as he got, and just consider like short of the height, which is kind of an oxymoron, short of the height, short of his height, he really had... He didn't have a ton of this just overwhelming natural talent. So I think it really does give you license, free license to feel, hey, you know what? With some hard work, some direction, making use of resources, there's uh, Facebook uh, pages and groups that would be a great aid in this. Diagnostic Network would be a great resource to help you focus your attention or, or maybe not the attention itself, but to help put you in touch with or find the resources to address your self-diagnosed weak spots. And then as you interact with more and more people, they can help you find more of the weak spots. Not to be critical, not to run you down, just, hey man, you should really work more on basic electricity, something of that nature, or you need to get your you know, production numbers up and you just need to work smoother, not necessarily faster. You don't have to move faster, work smoother. Here's what I do. You know, I book X amount of hours a week, X amount of hours a day, and this is how I do it. And I do not move very fast, you know, let me tell you, but I'm smooth. I'm efficient. Economy of motion, economy of motion that could launch me into a what we could learn from Bruce Lee, economy of motion. I'll have to think about that one. Yeah, take this. Please spend a little bit of time looking into it and thinking about it. And I think with a little bit of different perspective and just kind of stepping back and looking at something from a distance and now how can this apply to my world and specifically our world of fixing cars. And again, not limited to just the techs, service advisors, owners, managers, get passionate, get passionate about your numbers and right. Wouldn't that be a good one for management? You know, learn about your numbers, 
what are they? What do they mean? How do they correlate? Maybe I need to go learn less about shop management and more about, you know, accounting and what these numbers, how they work together and how they affect one another, you know, basically like an equation. And that's what it is. I mean, how can I look at my numbers and understand what they are? What numbers should I be looking at? That would be a tremendous skill to learn and get better at and how that trajectory just launches you up to the stratosphere with now you're more educated when you do sit down with your accountant and you have better questions. So not limited to just us techs. I hope you uh, got something out of this. I really enjoyed really just kind of riffing about Pistol Pistol Pete Maravich and another one of my uh, passions, especially from the past. Uh, Maybe not quite as up on it as I used to be. Uh, But I hope you can take this and get a kick out of watching one of the best to ever do it, play basketball, and how that could really apply to your day-to-day. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Matt Fonslow diagnosing the aftermarket A to Z on the Aftermarket Radio Network. Follow Matt on your favorite listening app. He's very interested in what you have to say. Let him know what you'd like him to cover and come on the show. Matt is all for advancing the aftermarket. Find Matt Fonslow on social media and connect or on aftermarketradionetwork.com.